0: Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Everybody good? good evening. Everybody ready to go to sleep? <laughs> All right, cool. uh, so my name is Charles Richardson. Um grateful to be able to share with you on tonight. First I want to thank uh, Christian, Christian Fellowship Ministry for having me. We just said the acronym, but hopefully I can be one of those mugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like to thank Debbie Boyce uh, for giving me an opportunity uh, to share my perspective as a Christian working in the prison system. Um, as was shared earlier, I'm a senior corrections officer uh, for the New Jersey Department of Corrections, uh, where i worked for about six and a half years. I currently work at New Jersey State Prison, which is the only maximum security prison uh, within our state. Uh, it's also located in Trenton, New Jersey. Tonight, I'll talk to you about some of the challenges I face getting into this career, uh, my time in the academy, interactions I was able to have with some of my fellow recruits, graduating the academy and starting out on the job, and also how I interact with inmates while doing my job effectively as a believer. So I've had a passion to be in law enforcement since I was a kid. Growing up in the ghetto of Trent, New Jersey, this was far from a popular career choice. Negative interactions with the police is very common among urban minorities, and myself have experienced (coughs) Uh, racial profiling from local police. I also come from a family which has had a number of current and former convicted felons of various crimes. In spite of that, I've always considered myself a person who could help change the negative (coughs) culture for my family and also the city that I come from. Coming to the faith at the age of 13 and maturing throughout the years, I've been fortunate uh, to be connected and surrounded by people who understand the importance of being on mission everywhere that we go. Due to my family background and where I live, getting into law enforcement was difficult when I first applied. It was openly expressed to me that there was a fear that I may be associated with security threat groups, also known as street gangs, or be influenced by convicts to bring in contraband into the prison. Uh, Contraband is something that's not authorized for prisoners to have. Examples of contraband, would be cell phones, or also drugs. Uh, These these things of contraband uh, could be used to put other officers' lives in danger. This would cause extensive background checks and longer interviews for me to find any red flags uh, that would disqualify me from the hiring process. By God's grace, I was able to overcome those challenges and be hired by the New Jersey Department of Corrections in the spring of 2011. I remember thinking, when getting this job, that I'll have a great opportunity to share the gospel to inmates that I'll encounter uh, throughout my career. However, in a police academy, I was soon realized that my ministry would start before I would have an encounter with an inmate in the form of co-workers. I was able to see the struggles that my fellow recruits would have dealing with family issues, financial issues, and most of all, lack of faith. Me being from a lower class urban environment such as Trenton, this financially was the greatest opportunity I've ever had in my life. I've never been one to introduce myself as a Christian to people, but I've always hoped that the way I carry myself and love on people will show my faith. This would lead to different people in the academy asking me for words of encouragement before we got destroyed with physical training (laughs) and, and also academic tests. This will give you opportunities to give scriptures that can be used in practical applications. Uh, scriptures like 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." Also, Psalm 56.11, which says, In God I trust, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? These words would encourage those who express their desire to quit instead of persevere, instead persevere, and fight through the pain that they were face on a weekly basis. They would also often thank me afterwards, and I would rejoice and say, don't thank me because I'm not smart enough to make it up. So thank God. <laughs> I believe God to be sovereign, and at times, he orchestrates things in ways we don't understand. This would, be, this would prove to be evident in the way that he allowed me to start my career. Prior to graduating the academy, I was informed that I was assigned to work at East Jersey State Prison, which is located in Broadway, New Jersey. I'll admit that I was furious and I was frustrated. <laughs> For me at the time, this was a 45- to 50-minute drive from where I lived in Trenton. This was confusing me because there were five prisons within 30 minutes from where I lived in Trenton. This didn't make any sense. Knowing I had no choice but to take my assignment, I was able to carpool with two other graduates from my academy class daily, which would show God's grace at work. I remember them riding with me as I played my loud Christian rap music <laughs> as well as other worship songs that they had never heard before. It started with them looking at me kind of crazy because I would just lose my mind in the car. <laughs> Yet, it ended with them giving requests to hear certain songs. This was great for me because I knew that they were actually listening and if they hadn't before, that they were actually exposed to the gospel. During my time in East Jersey, I was, able, I was actually able to meet a, a young woman from my academy class who was also assigned here, there, yet lived an hour away from me. We were able to start a courtship, traveling on our days off back and forth to see each other for over two years. This courtship would continue upon me transferring to New Jersey State Prison in 2013. From there, I asked her hand in marriage, and we were able to marry in March of 2014. It's common for couples to be asked, how and where did you meet? <laughs> <So for> us, <laughs> for us it's a is fun because we usually keep a straight face and tell them we met in prison. <laughs> so this is usually followed, followed by brief silence and confusion before we actually explain our situation. First Thessalonians 5.16-18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. But this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God had a plan all along showing his sovereignty in my situation. So there's a false ideology that inmates are locked up and forgotten about during the time that they have to serve. Most people don't think that these inmates actually have to be policed while they're inside of the facility. In my opinion, the best way to be as an officer is firm, fair, and consistent. I established myself as an officer who doesn't bend the rules, and I also hold inmates accountable for their own actions. As an officer, it's easy to treat inmates as inhumane because of the crimes they've committed. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So I look at inmates, and I'm faced with the reality of God's mercy on my life. Because I understand that I could have easily been in a khaki uniform instead of the blue one that I wear on a daily basis. Having an understanding that sin is sin, no matter how bad the world views anyone's shortcomings, helps me look past the person to focus on the actual struggle. Inmates have expressed to me that they respect any officer who respects them, even though we're on opposite ends of the law. I'll tell an inmate when he's wrong, and also remind him of the consequences and making certain decisions within the facility. I'll also have them work through different ways to deal with frustrations and issues that they may have. Having an inmate tell you that if they would have taken a few moments to think about their actions prior to committing their crime, as they have just done, tells me that they've acknowledged that they have a problem. This opens up the doorway for me to share that uh, just because you're locked to share that just because you're locked up physically doesn't mean that you have to be locked up mentally and most of all spiritually. Romans 16 says, "For I am not ashamed of the gospel." For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So although we're told as officers to avoid talking about faith and religion, I believe that before there's any blue code, there's a Christ code that I follow. Jesus said in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. This includes those incarcerated within these institutions. I do my job without fear, knowing that this is where God has put me on mission. Also, growing up where I have gives me an advantage of having seen their struggles in real life. I can also understand and speak their language, so they're more inclined to open up to me about things before someone they feel they can't relate to. I realize I have a unique opportunity to show how an officer can do his job honestly and effectively and still level those incarcerated with truth and understanding. This in turn helps inmates have a different perspective on law enforcement in general. And they're given something that can change their lives forever, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hopefully, this gives you some insight on how God has set me up in my mission field and how I navigate in that capacity on a daily basis. Thank you. So, I know know some people have some questions for me. So, we're going to allow this time. If you have any questions about any operations within the facility... I know we like to see a lot of things on the news, so <laughs> if anyone has any questions about anything, feel free to ask. I'm here to ask. Don't feel shy. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a really negative reaction to you teaching the gospel or sharing Actually, I haven't, and the reason why I really believe I haven't had a negative reaction is because I do respect them, and I like to try to, to see where it enemy before I try to give somebody the gospel. Just like when we're out here in your own college campus or you out on the streets, if you just come up to someone trying to give them Jesus, they're more likely just to turn away. But if they actually they actually get a chance to see how I carry myself, first of all, doing my job every day, and how I actually treat people. And they'll say things like, Officer, my last name is Rich's name, but that's the Officer Rich. Like, it's something different about you. You know, like, like what is, what is it? Like, you notice that you're not running around here cursing and looking to bash inmates' heads in. So it's something different about about you. What is it? So that usually opens up the opportunity uh, to give them the gospel and give them reasons. You know why I am the way that I am. So, else? I know some questions in here. I'll oh, ask a question. So um, how, as an officer, how to your, uh, you know, your colleagues, you other officers in, that you work with every day, and uh, how do the, uh, the inmates um, in general relate to the officers in your? In your... So, I remember uh, having talking to an inmate, and he expressed to me that there were a couple officers that he wasn't too fond of. He had had some negative. Uh, experience with this, these officers. And he told me, in East Jersey State Prison, we have this area which is called the tie Two, which kind of connects uh, one end of the prison to the other. So he expressed to me that coming through that tie Two, he saw these officers, and him and along with a couple other officers had a desire to just jump on those officers, you know, because they wanted to retaliate. But he told me that he looked over and saw me standing in the tie Two as well. So the respect, he's told me that the respect that he had for me uh, stopped them from wanting to jump on those officers. So when it comes to dealing with inmates and dealing with officers, like I'm the same. First of all, the officers that I work with, I'm quick to point out to so them not in front of the inmates. I'll pull them to the side. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll pull them to the side and just talk about sin. I'll talk about their shortcomings. So instead of them just focusing on the inmates I'll talk about what are you struggling with in your life, and I'll point out to them that in the eyes of God, like the sin that you struggle with, it's on the same level level as the sin that they struggle with. So I point to myself first. I talk about my own shortcomings to the officers, and I let them know that I'm far from perfect. Is <laughs> if anybody's in here perfect, just raise their hand. So the word says we all deserve death. So that's one of the ways that i able to, things I'm able to express out of officers. And also, in this as well. Somebody else had a hand up. It was me, officer Richard. Okay. <laughs> I think he asked the same question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like I said, uh, one of the things that we're told uh, not to talk about in the prison is no rules that say we can't talk about faith or religion. But my thing is, this is who I am first. Before, um, before I'm a man, Before I'm an officer, I am a believer. I'm a Christian. This is a lifestyle. Christianity is not something that you do or you turn on and off. This is a lifestyle. So the way that I love my wife when I'm at home, the way that I interact with those um, that I come in contact with on a daily basis, like, shows my faith. I'm actually living out what I believe in. So that helps me do my job effectively by not looking at myself as better than anyone else. You said that you respect the inmates. Mm-hmm. What does it look like for you as an officer to respect inmates? So respect is easy when it comes uh, to being inside the prison. Because outside of the prison, I've had a lot of practice. Like I grew up, I grew up in the hood. <laughs> I grew up in the hood where if you get respect, you get respect. So the inmates, I look at them. I deal with men, all men inside my facility. So i respect them as a man first. When I talk to them, I talk to them as a grown man. I don't talk to them as inhumane human beings. I don't talk to them as animals, as the world of youth. I'll talk to them as grown man. So that right there, as soon as I start talking to them, they understand that I respect them as a person first. Now, if I'm a person who's, who's coming at them, and the first thing I want to do is just yell at them, you know, or whatever, they're going to just tune me out. But if I respect them, even if they're having They have an issue like you have inmates who are locked up for various reasons, murder, uh, uh, rape, you have have child molestation, all these type of things. But if they see that I'm talking to everyone, my initial reaction is the same with every person, then they're more likely to respect them. Now, on the other hand, if they give me a reason, the words we have to take it somewhere else, I am clear to share that with them as well, that I do have a job to do But I'm in there, I'm not in there looking to be Superman or prove myself to anyone. Like, I'm actually looking to be part of the rehabilitation process, which prison is supposed to be for. So that's my perspective. Charles, are there things that people on the outside can do that minister to prisoners? Yeah, so one of the things, as uh, Professor John uh, talked about earlier, is to first of all get in, try to get involved in a prison, uh, a prison uh, ministry. You can do that. You have opportunities also to write prison, uh, to write prisoners. Uh, they have websites which you can go on and you can actually find prisoners uh, that have been locked up for whatever reasons, and you can actually write them. If you're state in New Jersey, so there's a New Jersey Department of Corrections website that you can actually go on, and you can look up inmates. You can find their state number. Uh, the SBI numbers and you can just reach out to those inmates. You can look up uh, You can look up their cases that they have and if it's something that you feel led to do You can actually write those inmates find out the, the address for those prisons and actually contact them and a lot of inmates uh, I work at housing unit, so we pass out mail on a daily basis and they're always looking for them CL, is there any mail today? <laughs> they're always asking those questions so the, they, they look for money as well from their families and everything, but even more, they look forward to those letters that people are actually writing them from the outside just to know that someone is still thinking about them and actually caring about them. Any more questions? All right, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs>